Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. We have all heard that data is the new oil. Today, I'm going to talk to my college mate Ganesan, who is in charge of data strategy at FedEx. I hope you enjoy the conversation with my good friend Ganesan. Hello, Ganesan. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, dude. It's good to see you again. Uh, you know, I've been watching your podcast, and uh, you know, it is very informational, very useful. Uh, and I, I, I know uh, that you put a lot of effort in uh, you know, recording this podcast. I can see firsthand how much effort you put in. So I appreciate that. Thanks, Ganesan. Uh, let's start with this. What is data strategy for an enterprise? Why is it needed? Let's uh, start with uh, three major companies that you are all familiar with: Google, Facebook, Amazon, and then I can add a fourth one, TikTok. Right? All these four comp- companies have one thing in common, which is they are driven by data. The entire company, uh, you know, operates uh, live and die by data. Uh, they have a cohesive enterprise-wide uh, data strategy. That's the reason why they, you know, they, they're able to connect all the dots. And, and you know, I'll give you an example of uh, if I want to search for a you know, particular product uh, in any device, whether it's the, you know your phone or iPad or laptop, you will see uh, same experience, uh, you know, regardless of where where you are coming from. you know google tracks uh, you know amazon and all those companies and even i mean we recently me and my wife were you know just having conversation about uh, uh, buying something we were not even searching and you know and all of a sudden a relevant ad comes uh, pops up on your phone laptop uh, we didn't even search right that is how uh, these companies use the data to serve, serve their customers um, and that's the reason why you need data strategy uh, being able to connect all the dots uh, you know domain specific you know in, in place of domain specific all companies will have domain specific data they have domain specific analytics but you need enterprise uh, strategy to uh, connect all the dots that's the reason why you need a data strategy so when you say enterprise data strategy does it mean it's connecting the data from the siloed organizations and the departments into the enterprise level is that the data strategy it's part of it right so it's both internal and external right now you have uh, i mean yeah that is one right connecting all the data within you know company and then also outside right uh, you know you can look at uh, social footprint instagram facebook you know you can uh, understand customers intent what they are trying to do as an example let's say you know using facebook information you know you can infer that they have a birthday party coming up or some celebration coming up you know companies can uh, you know uh, i guess target those customers with their needs even though customer may or may not need something but based on the event that is coming up uh, companies can uh, you know target a specific product uh, so internal and external that's why you need enterprise data strategy okay now who are the departments what are the departments that benefit most from such a data strategy is it ecom logistic hr i mean uh, who reaps the most benefit at least in your case who reaps the most benefit so it is all like i said interconnected there is no longer domain specific domain driven right so i'll give an example of uh, fedex uh, when you shift through fedex uh, internationally that is 
you know we it goes through custom clearance and so on and so forth products are 220 countries and each country has its own you know custom rules and, and clearance and so on and so forth uh, i'll give you an example when you go to fedex.com now we are able to uh, you know give customer information about uh, the potential of that particular package being stuck at custom based on the information they provided at that point in time so now we are able to say hey if you give additional information then the chances of the, your package you know uh, getting cleared through custom is higher we give a percentage and so on and so forth that is possible because ecom you know uh, custom critical uh, part of company uh, so there are multiple business domains uh, basically needs to interact together to give that information to customer so it's not one specific do domain uh, the other example I would say is, let's say, how is it relevant to HR, right? So let's say, you know, we have a, uh, every year we get a peak volume during certain time of the year. Uh, so this year, uh, as an example, December, we predict based on our historic uh, you know, volume, second week of December is going to be peak for us in terms of number of shipments. Uh, so being able to predict, right, uh, how does it uh, matter to HR? So we need number of uh, package handlers to and manage those uh, volume, right? So we, we won't have, uh, you know, n number of people all the time. So we have a base number of workers and then based on volume, you kind of hire incremental workers. So, so HR needs to know, uh, okay, December 13, that means they need to start working backwards, right? Three months ahead of time or whatever the time that they need to hire. Uh, so it's all interconnected. Uh, it's not, like I said, domain specific, right? So break the silos and uh, share the data across uh, that benefits all domains. Where do you start? Where where did you start? And if you were to start the data strategy today for an organization, where will you start? It, again, it's all different. Each company uh, is different, right? So I would start with, uh, you know, interviewing uh, all the executives. Uh, that's where we started uh, talking to, you know, senior level management, SVPs, VPs, even above level to understand their vision, what they want to do. Right. And then the first and foremost thing is uh, get the buy-in of uh, data-driven organization, data-first mindset, right? That requires cultural change, that requires, mm. uh, uh, you know, uh, executive sponsorship. So without mm. that, data strategy mm. is not going to uh, succeed. Mm. So that is where okay. I will start. Now, say for example, you are talking to the SVPs, the executives, and you also talked about this cultural mindset. See, these people who are at the top, Yes, they understand what business does and what is expected out of business, but they may not know the technical capabilities, the technological capabilities that are up there now. So would a data strategy be driven by what the current business team needs or would it be driven by the business capabilities, the, the technology capabilities. So anything that you build, uh, you know, is going to be useful or, or successful, or, you know, only if it's uh, built based on business capabilities. So you can build the best platform in the world, but if business uh, does not uh, understand how to use, how to, you know, uh, how do we apply that for uh, you know, a specific uh, business? How do, you, how do we grow revenues? I mean, there are like three things, right, for business. One is how do we grow revenue profitably, right? Uh, so top line, bottom line, and customer experience. Those are the three things uh, for any company that, that is going to matter, right? Uh, yeah, so, 
So how do you uh, bring capabilities targeting those uh, three based on your business uh, um, line of business, so to speak? So FedEx, as an example, we have uh, you know shipping, we have print business, we have uh, within shipping you have a ground, express, freight, so many lines of business. So each one will have different capabilities or needs, but data will is common across the board. Okay, so in your conversations with these SVPs and the executives, and they said, this is what we want. Let's say, for example, okay, have you anytime gone back and said, hey, the business, the technology allows me to do this. Would you want this? Would that kind of a conversation happen? Or is it always a direction from them? No, I think it's uh, it, it's both ways, right? The best thing would be business and IT operates as a one unit rather than it's, you know, it's your job or my job, uh, so to speak. So that is one of the success story uh, that uh, you know, we have at uh, the unit that I work, right? So it's, you know, me and my business partner, uh, we speak in one voice. Uh, we don't say, hey, this is your job or my job. This is, we work for FedEx. Uh, our paycheck comes from customer. A customer doesn't care whether you're from IT or business. So if customer doesn't care, we shouldn't care either, right? We should operate as a, you know, one FedEx employee, so to speak. Is that a culture that is across FedEx or you worked with your business counterpart to develop this? Because this is something for all the IT manager, uh, IT director, IT manager, IT part, this is a dream. This is what they want, right? Uh, they may or may not be able to get it. So is it is it something unique to what you did or is it across FedEx? See, the company preaches that, but it's it's up to the individual uh, managers, uh, uh, you know, directors, VPs, right? So it's so, so me and my partner made conscious effort uh, day in day out. Uh, you know, even though uh, you know uh, the team members reporting to me, I don't expect my business partner to go through me. So it's a conscious effort, day in day out. So how you act uh, and speak every single day matters uh, to your team members so you set the expectation that uh, we all work for fedex you know so uh, if business partners want uh, something to be done there is obviously process in place which is hey here's the you know, the demand channel uh, demand comes through a particular channel uh, you know you go through portfolio management and so on and so forth the work comes through you know that channel it doesn't matter whether you know it comes through my business partner or me, I expect my team members who report to me behave exactly the same, uh, you know, as if I, you know. So that is the expectation you set to your team. And same in the meeting, you don't undermine your business partner. So we have a private connect, one-on-one -on -one connect uh, through Teams, Microsoft Teams. There are so many channels that you can connect, right? So you can have a disagreement and, you know, uh, have difference of opinion then come to a conclusion when it comes to public forum you speak in one voice right yeah i don't make an assumption uh, about uh, my business partner not knowing it it's my job to educate about the technology so i don't assume you don't know anything about it it's my job to educate and help the business partner to understand the other way around is true i don't understand all the business and it, it is my business partner's uh, you know response i he takes a conscious effort uh, to make me understand business. And both, uh, you know, it goes both ways, right? So you don't undercut uh, uh, each other. 
and then there is no uh, ego or politics you know uh, so that works very well uh, so i have grown as as a you know uh, individual manager 20 years ago i probably would not have behaved same way right it's, it's again it's the worth keep the main goal as main goal what do you want to accomplish right the data strategy you want business to take ownership if that's the case you should let business to take the ownership right it should not be driving so you have to make conscious effort day in day out to you know enable business to take take that ownership okay so you have got the business value clear this is what we are going to get out of the data strategy you have spoken with your business partner and gotten a a team mind that you know i mean it is going to be that business is going to drive this particular business is going to take the ownership of this data strategy and we are one in this particular one so you've gotten all of those kinds of stuff so that's i think the first goal probably the prime factor for any initiative to succeed so you've gotten that uh, done after that what yeah then it's just a matter of uh, developing a roadmap on you know developing those business capabilities and then you know then breaking down in order to enable that business capabilities what are the technical capabilities we need to build and where is the uh, most value uh, you know which capability gives you most value so you just go through that process right where yeah prioritization right uh, what is most important to business in terms of value and then how quickly we can deliver right there are times where uh, most valuable business capabilities may take some time that means you have to deliver some win along the way so what are those wins right uh, and then the other aspect is data strategy will require workforce replanning meaning skill sets of business and it they are not same right you know if you so we moved from traditional on from data uh, services to cloud computing the cloud computing is obviously relatively new uh, to not only fedex in general you know market is it's like what 3 to 5 years uh, old and the technology is maturing uh, as an example microsoft azure uh, itself we have helped mature some of the uh, data services uh, for microsoft uh, you know so it's it's a partnership right so, so, so it's a relatively new for even for microsoft uh, or uh, google or you know the others in terms of uh, uh, data services providing uh, cloud computing uh, data services okay so then you have put in the roadmap you have broken down the capabilities that gives the most value which is the prioritization and then you have also identified some of the quick wins that could give a boost to both the business and the it saying that hey we are in the right direction of reaping this particular value so you you done all of that these are all on the uh, planning stage if i may say so now to do the implementation did you scale up your own team fedex team your it team or did you look for an outsourcing partners and how did you go about doing it yeah so uh, since technology is relatively new and you know obviously internal skill sets you know we don't have enough uh, to meet uh the you know development of technical capabilities or business capabilities so you know we kind of go by different buckets of uh, technical capabilities and business capabilities uh, as an example you have a cloud engineering you have data engineering and then you have a dashboard or reporting capabilities data science capabilities 
you, you know you just uh, go through uh, different buckets of uh, work that needs to be done to enable that capability uh, cloud engineering uh, you know it is complex uh, so i ended up uh, looking for a, a partner uh, you know third party vendor and then data engineering you know it's a mix of uh, my team members and you know uh, third party vendors as well and the data science you know it is relatively uh, new from the standpoint of uh, expert expertise and we ended up uh, you know getting help from third party vendors internally we did identify you know two three folks who can uh, upskill and pick up but we needed a lot more than that so you know you, you, so it is based on the type of work uh, you know within data strategy okay so did you go for a one third party vendor or is it multiple third party vendors that you have so within fedex we have multiple third party uh, vendors so we fedex uh, works with uh, six or seven major vendors so so my particular operating company fedex has multiple operating company uh, and the company that i'm part of uh, we picked one vendor uh, because again we just don't want to be too fragmented uh, from that perspective so the reason why i asked is there is already a business team then your team and then you have a third party outsource vendor for every project software projects communication is a key how do you ensure that communication flows through easily across all the three teams how did you ensure that how did you manage it so this is not a brand new vendor uh, so this is established vendor who's already doing business with uh, you know uh, my team uh, so we have established relationship so you have on site offshore uh, model already established from that perspective right how do you ensure that what was your communication strategy how do you ensure that there are going to be certain things which have to stay with the business certain things will be shared between the business and it because it's a fedex project but certain things you may or may not wish to disclose to the uh, third party vendor but in the pro- in the interest of the project how do you ensure the communication happens easily smoothly and what are your processes and routines for that i guess we try to keep it simple right so we follow safe agile methodology so there is a, so for each uh, uh, what do you call value stream within value stream you may have multiple agile teams right then each team has a product owner each team has a scrum master each team has a you know a technical architect domain architect what not developers and so on and so forth so so we i guess form a team that is, that includes business it and uh, the third party vendors they are all part of uh, that team so you have a i mean this regular safe agile methodology right you have a pi planning uh, program incre- program incremental planning and then you have a you know uh, grooming session uh, for uh, you know to breaking down to break down the feature into user stories and so on and so forth the business provides you epic so each one has their own role right there's a pro- standard uh, safe agile process uh, you know uh, that works as adopted okay so you your routine is basically agile routine safe as a agile routine right okay so we have talked about the business plan the the value that they are getting so that pillar is covered uh the cultural shift between the it and the business that is covered your garden a communication strategy with the people that is covered your daily routines is covered so all of this is covered right. how do you ensure the data governance 
so data governance in it data governance itself uh, 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 a team basically a safe agile team uh, so we have a, you know a data architect who oversees data governance and data governance is not thought of as a separate activity so we are trying to establish a mindset where data governance is everybody's business data governance is not data architect's business data governance is uh, you know business has ownership uh, developer has ownership even application development has ownership so we are trying to uh, i guess bring that dna uh, when, you, when you talk about data governance you know do you have a, a data definition you know data terms defined and all business units agrees uh, you know let, let's talk about order is a common thing right does everybody agree what order means what are the characteristics of order does business you know within business you know among various business units they understand what order means what are the characteristics of the order and then IT application development teams, various teams, uh, you know, implementing order management and so on and so forth. Do they understand what that attributes means? You know, if they are moving data between their applications, it is already approved and, uh, you know, uh, approved from the standpoint of uh, definition. You know, it's cataloged and defined, right? Uh, all that is part of uh, data governance. Process. Okay. So all of these different pillars are covered. What were your challenges in implementing whatever process that you put in and whatever roadmap that you wanted to achieve? I guess the intentions are good, but when it comes to execution, uh, let's say, you know, uh, business unit, they are, they are already doing their day-to-day -day work. Now we expect them to do upskill and pick up uh, some of the IT responsibilities, which in turn will make them better in the long run, but short run, I have to do my day jobs. How do I do my day-to-day -day work and at the same time and i also have to pitch in for additional things so that's a challenge you know business doesn't stop right your day-to-day -day business still you know needs to be uh, executed on day and day or basis and now they are trying to uh, do other things in addition to that right so finding a balance between uh, that aspect so we what we ended up doing is you know, my team had expertise, some business expertise. So we stepped in in place of business and say, you know what, we can uh, rationalize reports as an example. Uh, let's say we have 6,000 plus reports uh, and, and those are all old technology. We want to retire, uh, let's, you know, those old technology, business objects as an example. We want to retire that and move those reports into Power BI. Power BI is another tool that works well uh, with cloud computing, especially on Microsoft Azure. So we expect business to learn Power BI. That way, they are not, you know, uh, they, they don't have to rely on IT to develop their dashboard analytical capabilities. But at the same time, uh, you know, business has their day-to-day -day job. So you know, so that's the challenge: finding the balance between uh, your daily job and then trying to learn new skills and pick up. Okay, so that's from a business perspective, the challenges that the business uh, faced. Uh, what about the IT team? What were your challenges? Same. Okay. So same uh, thing uh, you know, applies to us, right? So we have to manage existing uh, technology platform, like on from, let's say you have Oracle database, uh, let's say you have business objects, you have uh, uh, ETL process, Abinicio, or whatever your existing data services is, right? 
that still needs to run because uh, until you are able to cut over you still have to keep your existing uh, you know infrastructure up and running right your on prem data services uh, so it's the same challenge for it too it has to do their day job and then you know then on top of that you have to find time uh, or bandwidth allocate bandwidth to do uh, build cloud platform right incremental and let's talk about the hiring new employees what do you look for do you look for some kind of a certification in any of this say for example you are in azure so azure certifications on any of the cloud pipelines and the cloud engineering or do you look for some portfolio even though they may not have uh, some of the certifications or do you look for do they come from some of the top universities what what do you look for so it's it all depends on whether you are hiring for entry level position or a senior level or like domain architect level so expectations vary uh, depending on that right Uh, so in general we certainly look for uh, one things which is i mean soft skills right soft skill uh, is important uh, you know like a, are you a team player are you able to articulate well communicate well uh, so that aspect uh, in technology technical skills yes one aspect so it's part of interview i i would say you know uh, more than 50% of your interview time is spent on uh, you know the soft skills rather than technical skill technical skills yes uh, yeah, you know yeah that is a given certification again it's a it's a plus but that does not uh, uh, prevent you from getting a job meaning if you have work experience uh, in place of certification as a matter of fact i don't have any certification but i have experience right so if you are able to show experience in place of uh, uh, certificate certification is yes but uh, if you have a work experience uh, in enterprise wide uh, programmer project obviously that's an advantage and, and if you are coming out of college uh, with certain project experience so we look at uh, i have hired you know two um, college graduates right obviously they don't have experience what we look for is during their college time what are the opportunity they sought after i mean you know in, especially if you are graduating from united states the university will provide you plenty of opportunity you can go after opportunity so we would expect uh, those individuals to have experience work experience may not be enterprise level but at least let's say i'm hiring for a data engineering uh, python skills or uh, azure uh, like data factory there are specific data services within azure uh, there are plenty of uh, opportunities microsoft as, I, as an example has uh, for 100 dollar you can um, get a subscription uh, you know that they you can you can start working on uh, cloud computing right so there's so many opportunities so we look for uh, those kind of opportunities uh, what they have done during their uh, college years yeah. uh, you said almost about 50% of the time you are spending on assessing the soft skills uh, is your interview process uh, I, i know it could be multi layered They, the the candidate might have an interview with you with the hr and maybe with business but say for example the technical interview that you are taking is it a single shot or is it multi days for uh, fedex it's a single day but it's a, other companies uh, fedex uh, you know still don't have a multi day interview process you know, we we have a different thought process but if you you know uh, i know my first daughter went through seven rounds of interview to get a job uh, so 
a lot of companies, uh, Amazon as an example, you will have multiple rounds. I mean, it, it's not two rounds. It will be uh, six, seven rounds of interview. Apple, Google, all those companies will have multiple rounds of interview. Uh, at FedEx, uh, we, we, we have a different process. Okay, so we have talked about gathering people, team, and all of those kinds of stuff. How does your week, a normal week, or or even a day, how does it look like? What are the what are the most of the time that you are spending on? So as a manager, you know, obviously most of the time is spent on meetings. Uh, that is, again, in a good way, right? So uh, as a manager, at least at FedEx. We try not to get into uh, weeds of, uh, you know, the implementation. We try to empower the team members. Like you have architect, you have developers, you have, you know, so you give a high level uh, direction, but you expect team members to, uh, you know, come up with a, a strategy roadmap and, you know, obviously you provide input, but you, uh, that's again, empowering your team member to grow as well, right? Uh, you know, if, if team requires me to do their day-to-day -day job that means i have failed as a manager uh, right? yeah, i'm right now sitting in india uh, talking to you and i can guarantee you my team members are as efficient as uh, they would be if i was there uh, so i'm replaceable uh, from that perspective so if i you know that that's the success of a manager you know if you are replaceable that means you've done your job that's that's a good quote that probably i'm going to take for somebody who has been in the data industry for quite long, what do you view as what's next for data? We have done all of these things now, right? Like, I mean, servicing, customer experience, uh, reduction of any of the customer friction, all of that has been done by at least majority of the companies. What do you view as the next frontier for data? I think it's uh, based on data, uh... How do you provide uh, services to the next level? As an example, autonomous, right? Uh, everything being autonomous, autonomous vehicle as an example, right? Uh, I would expect in the next uh, five years, right, uh, that you may not, you won't need cars. Uh, you know, uh, everything will be autonomous vehicle. Uh, there will be flying cars for sure. As a matter of fact, uh, a flying car. Uh, was tested where I live, actually, uh, in Dallas area. They, uh, a car company tested a flying car. Uh, they did. They will build. Uh, there are a lot of companies investing in uh, autonomous, uh, not just vehicle, not just passenger vehicle, even your delivery and so on and so forth. What, we, what FedEx calls it as a last mile delivery. For every retailer, last mile delivery is uh, the expensive, expensive segment of uh, business. Uh, so, you know, everybody's, I mean, we are building robots uh, for last mile delivery. Uh, Walgreens is delivery, uh, developing drones for last mile delivery. Uh, so between drones and robots, uh, robots and then uh, autonomous vehicle, uh, you know, I think that's what I would uh, expect to see. Again, it's all data driven, right? Uh, you know, yes, technology, obviously you have other technologies there as well. But it's a fundamentally behind the scenes, all data, 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 right? It's all data. Yeah. And it's going to be an interesting world to live in again. And in our own lifetime, we have seen quite a dramatic change in what the technology has brought in into our own lives. So it's going to be another interesting area that we are going to live. Uh, said you would have worked with multiple leaders and you are also very active 
as an NGO person outside of your professional work as well. And you work with outsourced partners internally with business and technology. And so in social sector, you have, you have played a, a few a role. What are the great qualities of a leader? At least what would you attribute to? Well, anybody who has empathy, uh, that's the first sign of uh, great leadership uh, to me personally. Uh, Define empathy. I, I've heard this. Okay, I've heard this. Define empathy. Give me an example. Empathy is uh, basically to me being able to relate uh, to others in terms of, you know, their day-to-day -day problems and so on and so forth, right? Uh, you know, whether it's your team members or your family member or anybody that you interact with, right? Uh, I'll give you an example. So let's say COVID situation, there are day-to-day -day, uh, workers, daily laborers uh, who cannot afford it. They don't work. There is no food on the table. Uh, so now empathy means if you have enough, uh, even if you don't have enough, can you buy a grocery for a family you know uh, there are so many of us uh, uh, you know have more than enough right right that is empathy right and then let's say you know some team members come into meeting and you you know you have seen that team member day in day out they're all very uh, what do you call energetic personality and on that day you see them they're not that energetic. That means there's something wrong, right? Empathy is just after the meeting, just pulling them aside and say, hey, what's going on? You know, how can I help? Just taking the time, right? That is empathy, right? So just uh, keeping your antennas yes and open uh, across, uh, you know, your surroundings, what's going on and, and responding to it, right? What, what do you do? Uh, it's not about uh, seeing a Facebook posting and like, dislike, uh, or forwarding a WhatsApp message, that is not enough, right? What is your accent, right? So that's what I would say, you know, empathy. There are ways you can uh, help, not necessarily monetarily, even just comforting somebody who, you know, going through some, everybody goes through good and bad times. Yeah. Right? So empathy for you is a lot more action oriented rather than just forwarding a WhatsApp message and liking and commenting on a Facebook post. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, a couple of a couple of uh, last questions which I ask uh, all my guests, uh, Ganesha. Uh, what's the kindest thing somebody has done for you? I have I've been a recipient of uh, so many kindest things. So right, I'll name uh, not just one. I'll name few. Uh, I come from humble background where you know it was difficult for me to pay even a nominal semester fee for college. Right, so I applied for a bank loan to pay my monthly mess bill. So this individual, not related, considered as a low caste, uh, you know, uh, type of uh, person, right? That individual really helped me to get loan. Uh, he was a bank uh, uh, who, I guess, I don't remember what title, he, you know, he was not even bank manager or anything like that. So, so he kind of walked me through that process. And, you know, so that, that was a big help, right? I mean, that is number one. And number two, I'll talk about my college friends. Uh, when I go out to eat or college tour, I can't afford to uh, eat or anything like that. So I, I have my you know friends like I can name a couple: Sam Salakan, uh, Sandil Mutaya. Uh, there are others I can name as well. So those, yeah, I didn't ask. Right? Uh, sometimes I'll fake uh, sickness when college tour comes. And then, you know, 
some of the folks they know why i'm sick so hey don't worry about it we'll pay for you uh, you know uh, even if i don't ask help they help right uh, and then finally year of college i ended up transferring to another college uh, there is someone called actually your namesake jude uh, in you know erode college uh, he actually gave me accommodation in his room he was number one he was university topper uh, and he gave me uh, a room i didn't pay uh, for the room first of all room was not available forget about money pot right uh, so he accommodated he already has two uh, roommates and he you know gave me space it's a very small room he shared uh, you know he didn't have to do that uh, there are so many uh, ways so many people helped me throughout my journey mm. i try to pay it Wonderful. forward how do you pay it forward uh, ganesha uh, i know few but i want you to say it i think when you help you probably don't have to it shouldn't be uh, talking about you know what help uh, that you are providing uh, but i can tell tell you the topic right education is uh, you know uh, is what i would say you know i would want to help because uh, me as a use case right coming from a family because i had a good education engineering degree i was able to get a job and i'm in a good position and so on and so forth right uh, so you can't hand out money to anybody uh, that doesn't help them in the long run but if you kind of help them to be self sustainable education is one of the tool that you can give to anybody uh, you know that's that is something that uh, i'll be very interested and keenly doing okay what's your definition of living a good life uh, first and foremost you know taking care of your family that comes first right providing uh, for your family that, that's number one right taking care of your kids parents uh, you know obviously your siblings and, and so on and so forth right and then being able to uh, extend help uh, to your friends extended friends uh, people that you don't know but you know uh, they need help Uh, anyone anyone under poverty were able to you know do any small help that's very meaningful right you know if you are giving uh, let's say 1 lakh rupees to your sister or brother who's already rich doesn't make any meaningful sense right in the name of uh, hey they have a wedding they have so i try not to do such things i try to you know help who are in need below poverty line is 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 the most important Uh, help that you can provide because it's meaningful right uh, a person making 100 rupees uh, uh, a day if they get 1000 rupees as a gift uh, you know or some other form of help it's very meaningful that 1000 rupees to somebody like you and me it's no meaning right so, so yeah so that is that that is how i would define you know living good life uh knowing you and having following you for quite a long time 20 years or so i would say that you do live a good life uh ganesh where can people find or uh, find you online uh linkedin i'm on linkedin i'm not big uh, on different technology forums but uh, linkedin you know people can find me on linkedin obviously i'm on facebook i'm on twitter but i'm not very active on twitter uh, so those are the three channels that uh, but facebook and linkedin uh thank you ganesha uh one of my guests said this and i it is very true the greatest gift somebody can give is the attention and the time that they can give you and in that you're given me one of the finest gift especially when you are on your vacation so thank you very much for taking your time uh, to do this
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, easy for me because uh, you're investing your time too. Uh, and, you know, there is uh, no monetary benefit for you. Uh, you are doing this for others' benefits. So you are doing a service, right? So I'm glad to be part of uh, uh, you know, your journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ganesha. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Please share what you liked in our conversations on social media and tag us. Have a life of wins.